Hey, welcome to Max Fun Block Party Dead Pilot Society X Greatest Generation Edition. <laughs> yeah. So at the block party, we're the late arrivers and we're like down the street. We Maybe we haven't like gone into the closed off street part of the block party. Right, we're kind right. Of yeah. We don't really know. Loitering anybody. outside to see if it's cool. Yeah. Uh, I'm Ben Harrison of The Greatest Generation. I'm Adam Pranica of The Same Show. And I'm Andrew Reich of Dead Pilot Society. And I'm Ben Blacker of the same show. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, we, we thought we would just do this as a get to know your neighbors. And uh, you guys uh, do a really cool show on Max Fun. Do you want to tell folks what Dead Pilot Society, like what the what's the elevator pitch and, and uh, what it's all about? Sure, I can do my well-practiced spiel that I do at the beginning of every episode, uh, if I can remember it. Um, Dead Pilot Society, uh, we take comedy pilots from A-list writers that were sold and developed at networks and streamers, but never shot, never produced, and we give them the table reads they never got a chance to have. <laughs> it's It's an awesome show. I just listened to the recent episode uh, that was a script that was co-written by Paul Shear, and I thought it was a great, for a Greatest Generation listener, a great first episode to listen to of Dead Pilot Society, because there's a lot of Star Trek alumni involved in that <laughs> table read. You've got, I mean, Paul Shear and Eugene Cordero both on Lower Decks, but also Kate Mulgrew does a voice on that episode. So cool. Really neat. You guys get, like, absolutely... Star star studded casts to read these things. Yeah, now you've got me wondering like how many other Star Trek <laughs> uh, alums we we've had since neither better I would really uh, would know. No, could we um, fill could we fill a full Enterprise from casts that we've had <laughs> oh, from our show? I wonder. Yeah, uh, maybe maybe you'd have like all of the jobs, but not all from the same <laughs> right. shows. So you've got an engineer, you've got a captain, you've got a. Uh, Tactical officer. We should definitely try if we haven't already. And we should say that while, yeah. we, while we don't know anything about Star Trek, we are big fans <laughs> of your podcast. <laughs> Honestly, I been, love a watch along. Yeah, I do. Oh, thanks. I, um, I've just been listening to, to some, and it's just, I love listening. I, I mean, there's something about all of the jargon. Uh, the one I was listening to was a lot of like, I think ankylosaurs and symbionts. And so like, I mean, I have no idea what any of this stuff means, but to hear you guys talking about it, there's, there's, there's such joy in people who love something so much and have so much fun talking about it. I mean, we're all like nerds about our own things. Um, why don't you say what your show is? So everyone at this block party knows that too. Yeah. Yeah. Our show is about Star Trek. It started as a show about Star Trek The Next Generation, as a watch-along kind of genre show. And there are thousands of shows <laughs> that do what ours does. Like, we are not claiming to have invented the Watch Star no, Trek podcast. We were podcast. super late to the party. <laughs> when we arrived to the Watch Star Trek podcast, people told us not to do it. Yeah, yeah. It would be like if we showed up to this block party and they were like, enough neighbors, all right? We right. have plenty. You guys can go home. <laughs> ben and I uh, weren't super close friends when we started the show, and it's kind of a project that uh, made us friends as we did it. I was a guest on on Ben's previous podcast for a few episodes. And I enjoyed the experience so much that I was, I thought, God, I would really like to have a podcast of my own. Yeah. What would it be about? What is it? What is a podcast that I could do 
where I didn't have to do a lot of pre-work <laughs> or research or anything? What's something that I have down cold? And Ben and I started just to just hang out socially, and it became super clear that we both had the trivial aspects of Star Trek pretty down in the in the sense that we could just... We could make fun of it in a way that we could both appreciate. Uh, we both made references to obscure things that we both picked up very quickly. And it became kind of a foundation to a friendship that became the show that, that it is today. Yeah, the jargon of the show is very much the like shared secret language of two buddies that talk about the same subject all the time. <laughs> right. But I'm um, sure you guys so have that... found in doing your PCAST, that's what we call them, um, <laughs> I'm sure you found that like, that's all people want. Like, we just want to hear people who enjoy each other talking about something they love. It kind of doesn't yeah. matter what it is or who they are. Even the hang is the thing. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. And you guys now, how many episodes in are you since you started doing this? Uh, I think I was working on episode 385 of the greatest generation. And then there's another hundred and 30-some episodes of The Greatest Discovery, which is our spinoff about all the new shows that they're making now. Yeah. Too much. Uh, <laughs> it's a lot. It's a lot. <laughs> what about you guys? We've done 20 episodes. <laughs> <laughs> Over five years. Yeah. No, we, what are we up to, Ben? We, we're, we're in the 60s, yeah, something like maybe. That. We're, we're, we've done over 50 pilots, 50, 60. It's, um, it's unfortunately a little bit tougher to make one of these episodes happen oh yeah oh, absolutely. <laughs> when, when we started our show i was like adam let's do something that's like super easy that we don't have to edit at all like that we just record it and we throw it on online and and the joke uh, was on us immediately because we started editing crazy like crazy and it takes you know eight hours to edit an episode but when i think about all of the like people wrangling you guys must have to do to put a cast together and get everybody in the same zoom room at the same time or up on the same stage at the same time. That's a lot. That's, that's so much of the work is, <laughs> um, is wrangling those casts. And I can't decide, but it, maybe it's easier now because of zoom, Ben, maybe a little bit than when we had to get everyone like actually to a comedy yeah. club or, you know, theater to do it, but it doesn't it's, feel that much easier. No, it's easier <laughs> to get people to say yes, but actors, are great at technology. <laughs> uh, yes, that getting everyone to sound <laughs> that you can understand everyone is that right. stuff. But yeah, it it is putting together the casts is uh, is why we're not in the hundreds of episodes, and also quite frankly, finding the enough dead pilots that are worthy of being revived in this way. <laughs> That's you know, what I was going to ask about because, like, we have. <laughs> We have a source that is never going to run out. Like Star Trek keeps making <laughs> Star Trek in a way that's going to keep us self-employed until we die. How do you... Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure if you knew that, Ben. Damn it. <laughs> How do you make decisions about what pilots to what pilots make good episodes? It, uh, it's completely subjective. And it, 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 part of the fun part is like, we are kind of like, we run our own little network here, right? Like we, we track things down. Sometimes they come to us. Sometimes, you know, people say, Hey, you know, I'd love for you to do this and, and send us something. Or sometimes it's us hearing about a pilot that sounded intriguing and finding a way to get our hands on it and then finding the writer. Or, you know, a lot of it is friends, but we can just, if we like it, we're just, we just, 
can instantly green light it and um, and then <laughs> for cast one episode it for yeah. one episode we can green light one episode at, at a budget of zero <laughs> um, and we can cast whoever we want and so that's that's really fun I mean I've I've have thought about it in the same way as sort of an inexhaustible resource and I think it will continue to be TV's changing a bit where there's more straight to series pickups so a lot of the streaming services don't like order a script and then decide not to shoot it you know there's that is a little bit of a network model i mean it still happens you know um, yeah so but there's there are fewer of these um as time goes along because of the way the business has changed a bit but do you still ever plenty. do you ever run into a, a pilot that you really want to do for the show but the creator had such a traumatic experience with <laughs> it failing to launch that like that it's sort of toxic like i imagine there are a lot of weird feelings that come from creative work that that for whatever reason didn't make it like it was intended to be people there's a lot of reluctance we've encountered that we re- encounter that all the time because you're right people are mourning that you know this brings up raw emotions and i often you know ben and i just really having you know we've done one of ben's we've done a few of mine like i just <laughs> try and really assure people that that's not what they're going to feel. Like they're not going to feel sad at the end. They're just going to kind of feel like, Oh, that was really fun. Really funny. People read this. It was funny. Like I thought it was like, I told everybody (laughs) it it was, and no one's given me notes. I don't have to rewrite it based on this. I don't have to actually make the show, which is like a huge pain in the ass. Yeah. So there definitely have been people I've approached who are just like, oh, no, it's just like it would be so sad and I can't talk them into it. But there's been plenty of people where I've just assured them. And I don't think ben, every writer we've had afterwards is just like, oh, my God, that was so much fun. Right. Yeah, I was going to say, like the ones who do want to do it and agree to do it. And then get to either like watch the show live or, or over Zoom are so excited to finally hear this thing read by actors. Yeah, that's got to be great. Yeah, the nature of the show is they they never had table reads for the most part, like because they were never shot, they were never yeah, cast. Right. So this is the first time getting to hear the scripts out loud, and it's it's the best part is seeing the writer get excited about watching their pilot. Did the pilots on the show, have they ever been given a new life or like a second chance at, at going to series at all? Is it that kind of? It hasn't happened hope? really. Uh, it, it, there's sort of an asterisk to that, There's, but not really. Um, yeah. I, you know, we certainly get like, that's a common question and we're always hopeful that that might happen someday, but it's not. That's and not Twitter why people do the show. So. And you guys take five points on the back end if something <laughs> does go <laughs> yes. to series, right? Yeah, five for the major <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> for all the pain in the ass of casting these things. <laughs> but also, like, we've complained about the casting, but genuinely the casting is really fun because yeah. it's always like the the way... I like we uh, Andrew and I will sit down uh, about a month before we do the read and talk about like who do we want to reach out to who's right for these parts and it's always the conversation for me is always like what five shows have I been watching this past month right <laughs> and like who did I love from those shows that I want to work with and like put into a great pilot even if they're doing like no matter where they are no matter what else they're doing right now. That's yeah. that's a very uh, interesting parallel to our show because we were just talking about in the editing process of our show, like we we edit lots of drops and sound references, both from the episode we're talking about, but also from other things. And 
I think if you're listening closely, you can tell like, oh, Ben was watching a lot of like Vanderpump rules during the like <laughs> sixth season of Deep Space Nine. <laughs> or I, I, or Adam I, was watching a lot of Curb Your Enthusiasm for the third <laughs> season of Voyager or whatever. I was noticing all of those sound bites dropped in and it made it made me tired. Thinking of, <laughs> thinking of, of, of editing all of that. It's impressive <laughs> that you guys that you guys do it. Have you so do you have a relationship? So you're saying there are other shows out there that are doing something the same kind of thing that you do with these these shows have you had do you have any relationship with any of those other hosts um has there been any crossover episodes or can we help you destroy them yeah yeah. (laughs) (laughs) i would say that like the most interesting example of this was that our first like break was we got written about when we first started the show and the entire it was on Ars Technica, and there was an article about our show. And the entire comment section was basically, "What about Mission Log?" Which is a show that is made by Roddenberry Entertainment. And we we got like really defensive, and we were very <laughs> new to this whole thing. And so we decided to try and start like a rap beef with Mission Log, like where we would like call them out on the show. But it turned out that the guys that make Mission Log are just like nice dads that are nerdy about Star Trek and like did not really get the whole like, you know, they didn't want to be the Nas to our Jay-Z or vice versa. And uh, and then we just felt like really bad, like (laughs) being assholes to them because... (laughs) What we should have done is be assholes to the assholes. Right, yeah. The, we just missed the target. We, right. You know, we uh, we shot in the wrong direction. <laughs> when did you start the show? We started in like early 2016. Yeah, that's. I thought it had been around five years. So have you found, and this is sort of apropos to what we were talking about in a second ago, but have you found that like those five years of episodes are autobiography like can you look at those and really see like track where you were and what you were doing and how your life has changed in that time i think a lot yeah i mean we just did this project of like going back through old episodes for another block party episode which was the like the introduce yourselves uh episode and so i pulled a bunch of like old Mm -hmm. audio and it's both amazing to see like how far we've come just as like a comedy duo because we did not really have any like we didn't, we weren't performers or anything before we started doing this so i think we've gotten better at the kind of rhythm of our show and the you know w- what kinds of comedy we are really good at and like you know picking our battles well and in that sense and also we were making two episodes a week when we started we both had full-time jobs when we started <laughs> like we were we were really burning the candles at candle at both ends early on. And I think you can hear that in the edits, you know, like the, the show is not as tight and clean as it is these days. We also take the first five to 10 minutes to just sort of talk to each other and catch up. And I think that's a moment in every episode where if we were to go back and listen to them, yeah. I mean, that would, that would definitely mark the time. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, great. that's what I love. You know, the, I, picked a somewhat random episode but i I think adam maybe you had had just come from jury duty um (laughs) yeah and uh and that's what's you know i mean it's what ben was talking about like that's just so much fun like i i know either of you guys i was really just meeting you but it was just like that rapport of you guys just talking about yeah your day uh, (laughs) you know is is just really is really fun ben and i don't do that 
<laughs> this is the first time I've been on a microphone. Wow. <laughs> well, I really love the interviews after the pilots. I mean, that's like a, a separate episode that comes out a week later, but I love, I mean, you talk about like what it is like for the writers to hear their work in the mouths of, of performers and, and like it's, it, it's always cool to hear that reaction. It, it really strikes me in listening to those, like we both have shows that are kind of about TV that kind of come at it from the opposite angle. We're looking at a 30 year old TV show that has like had its cultural impact and like looking at it in retrospect and you are looking at like the, the germ of a TV show that never happened. And like, Think, I mean, like, I love thinking about, like, what would it have been like if some of these had happened? Like, I feel like that, like, the impact some of these shows could have had is, like, really interesting to think of as a thought experiment. Yeah, it is kind of, sometimes I do think there's this sort of alternate history of, of TV, and it's, and it does strike me. I just saw on Deadline that, um, you know, Steve Levitan, Modern Family, has this show that, that Hulu is doing called Reboot. And uh, in its log line, its description is almost exactly like a script that we had read a dead pilot called Revival. Whoa. <laughs> and, and it's, it's not uncommon. Like um, there's a, you know, this girls five Eva show on Peacock is almost exactly in concept, the same as this, uh, whatever happened to Gigi's pants. show. they're both, you know, like literally the same setup and the same. And so, it, it really does show you it's just like it's such a crapshoot yeah um the same idea both you know executed well one ends up on dead pilot society one ends up on, <laughs> on tv and the randomness of of the business is something it took me you know years and years of being you know doing this to really make peace with and understand that it truly is like this lottery random thing and uh you can't control any of that and I think one of the things we try and convey in this show is to people is like, it is not like a total meritocracy. There's just yeah. so much luck and, and, and randomness to, you know, to this, the same idea can fail, you know, one time and, you know, it's not like it's better executed in one or the other. It's just timing and all kinds of things like that. So yeah, you know, all these shows could be, you know, these could be the big success stories instead. They're, <laughs> you know, these things that never saw the light of day. I mean, That's a lot like uh, the story of me and Ben too, like a total failure to launch creatively or professionally. <laughs> you know? um, how did you guys meet? How what's your what's the genesis of your show? You know, it's funny because you know, so Ben has another podcast that he's done for a very how long have you done Writers Panel? God, almost ten years. Yeah, Ben's kind of a podcast pioneer, um, <laughs> and. Uh, so he had emailed me at one point because he, he was doing an episode of writer's panel with, with friend writers who had been on friends, which I had written on. And I didn't, I said no. Um, <laughs> but then when I had the idea for doing this, which really came out of just frustration of a, a season where I'd like sold like three pilots and none of them got made. And I was just like, you know, I just wanted to hear, hear one of them out loud and that was like, I was like, well, wait a minute, I could do that, right? I could ask a bunch of actors and just like, and and that was the germ of it. Just like asked another couple of friends who had pilots and got a taco truck and a bunch of beer and used a friend's, you know, production company's conference room. And, no idea fails that where, where there's a taco truck involved. Yeah, you know? I mean, there was just, I knew it was like, what could, the worst that could happen is we have a great time. Um, <laughs> so, 
at the last minute it occurred to me like, Hey, you know, maybe we should record these and maybe it could be a podcast. And yeah. the one person who I had any, <laughs> any connection to in the world of podcasting was Ben. And so I asked Ben to, you know, if he wanted to come that night, which he did. And then we just had lunch like a couple of days later. Yeah. I was like, so what do you think? And Ben was just like, it was so much fun. <laughs> yeah, it was wow. like the, the event itself was a good time. And um, I had been doing writers panel, so I knew, you know, hundreds of writers and I had been doing a show that I co-created called thrilling adventure hour, which was a stage show that ran for a number of years. So I had like this Rolodex of a Rolodex is where you keep used to keep phone numbers, a uh, Rolodex of <laughs> for the kids uh, listening. actors. <laughs> um, so like, it just made sense for like Andrew and me to team up and do this. Like we knew enough people that we could put this together and it wouldn't kill us. Yeah. It sounds and like so far it hasn't. Yeah. <laughs> Andrew, the story of Andrew and me is very similar. You just need to find yourself a Ben. Yeah. With some <laughs> podcast experience. Yeah. And you can make it happen. All yeah. Bens have podcast experience. You should know. Yeah. This. yeah. We're, we're born, born with this. We're, yeah, we, we're we like leap, X-Men. Yeah. We leap from the forehead of our microphones fully formed. And, uh, <laughs> um I I they they wanted us to keep this to some amount of time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And it's probably been. It's probably about, that amount of yeah, time. Yeah, I have. I have like like three rapid fire questions for all three of you. Oh wow! Oh, wow. Okay, I like this. I think it's a um, solid ending. So first, Ben and Adam, what is your favorite Star Trek series? And of that series, what is your favorite episode? I think our favorite series is Star Trek: The Next Generation. Hence Agreed. the name of our show, and hence where where our show started. Um, I don't know. Do you do you have a favorite episode you want to call out? It's hard not to pick tapestry. I love tapestry. Tapestry. That's, that's one one that kind of divides us. One that I'm 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 a little less enthusiastic about than uh-huh. than you. Um, <laughs> See, I would uh, love to listen to like an hour of you guys doing yeah. that, even never having seen it, knowing nothing about it. <laughs> exactly. Um, uh, I've recently rewatched the Survivors, which is uh, an episode that has like really become important in the. Uh, secret language of our of our show because of a character on that. Um, that's a, an episode about two people that are like the last two people living on a planet that was decimated by some some evil aliens, and the Enterprise finds them. But that episode is like endlessly rewatchable to me, and I don't know if it's just because of the role it plays in our show now, or right. if it's just an episode that I find great. But it's like. A perfect blend of like a very Star Trekky premise and also like very very silly in in parts. Like there's a part where Worf says to somebody that they're trying to hold him up with a an unloaded phaser was an act of unmitigated gall, and that he admires gall. <laughs> I think about that all yeah, the time. <laughs> I bet that would go over great with people who knew what a Worf was and what a. <laughs> What a yeah. Star Trek was and yeah, what exactly. a phaser is. So if you're a big Dead Pilot Society fan listening to this as your introduction, yeah. come on over. <laughs> There's no barrier to entry. Yeah. Um, Andrew, we've done between 50 and 60 Dead Pilot Society. Are there a couple that you would recommend to folks uh, to check out for new listeners? Oh, gosh. I I love, um, I always love Jet Pacula. <laughs> um that was uh so good. so so rob schraub and uh wrote Patton oswalt's tony hale we did that one at largo and it was just just a great great time 
Um, that's like, you know, we, we do such a variety of kinds of pilots on the, on the weirder side. Uh, you know, that's, that's one of the great ones on the more kind of traditional mainstream one. Uh, the big, uh, the adaptation of the movie, big, the pilot mm-hmm. by Mike Royce and Kevin Beagle is, um, is a great, uh, that was just a great pilot. That should wow. be in its fifth season right now. <laughs> yeah. Such a good yeah. Season. There's no was reason for that. Pilot. Um, only child john hodgman's um one of the first ones we did oh yeah was, that one's uh, great just just a just a great one if pen 15 hadn't happened that should definitely uh be on the air yeah um, i downloaded all of these as we were speaking nice, nice. <laughs> great thank uh, you those are a few yeah yeah those yeah. are great answers and then um for you guys are there epi- are there like good jumping on episodes for folks I would say that any like first episode of a series would be a good jumping on mm-hmm. point. Just if if you're a big Deep Space Nine fan or a big Voyager fan or whatever, um, that's that's probably like the best place to start. Uh, it, it does it, it is a show that kind of um, benefits starting early and like. Yeah, it's weird. Like, Star Trek isn't serialized, but we are. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So there's a tension in our show that works like that, too. Yeah, yeah. And and weekly, there are posts on various social media, like, what does it mean when they say X? And, and there's actually, like, now a, a Wikia, like, a fan-curated uh, uh, wiki where people, like, track all the different <laughs> nonsense we say and what its origin and definition is. <laughs> uh, I love that. <laughs> it's so helpful. We, we had, we had fans make one for thrilling adventure hour and we would go oh, back yeah. to it all the time. Yeah. Right. Cause we can't keep that continuity. Like yeah. we're all just churning out episodes. <laughs> yeah. It's, it, it's been an amazing resource <laughs> over the years. And, uh, yeah. So, uh, That's awesome. yeah. What about you guys? Is the, I mean, it, 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 you don't really have to have prior knowledge on a pilot because that's introducing the whole story. But uh, do you guys have one that you think is like a great first? Uh, I mean, I, I think any of those that I mentioned, you know, would be good jumping in, but, but it's true. You could jump in anywhere. I think it's, yeah. you know, if there's an actor you like, or if there's a writer you like, yeah, like or check it, out that episode or some description of a show, like sounds like, yeah. okay, that's the, you know, that sounds fun. That sounds like my kind of thing. I mean, I think we, we hit every kind of, yeah. Every kind of show, every tone, <laughs> yeah. uh, single cam, multi-cam, or, you know, sort of more network kind of things, more streaming. Genre, uh, weird stuff. Yeah, because it really is just like whatever we like and we, you know, our, our tastes are, are pretty varied. So um, we just want, you know, we're always looking for things that just don't feel yeah. derivative, even though some of them may be exactly right. like some show <laughs> that did get on, but they're not derivative. They, you know, they, they, they have something unique about them and some passion behind them because i think there are dead pilots out there that were just sort of phoned in by someone just trying to you know get the paycheck but those aren't the ones we do we do the ones that like were you know for whatever reason really personal or they're passionate about it even though it wasn't personal um and so i do think yeah you can you can start anywhere but chances are (laughs) any actor you if you're a fan of comedy like there's an actor from whatever your favorite show is, even if it's not comedy, even if you're a Star Trek fan, like there's, a, you know, there's actors that we've had. Yeah. Um, we just get good actors. Yeah. And 
So if, if you like stuff, you will find stuff to like. Um, let me wrap up by asking all of you what you are watching on television these days. What's getting you excited or inspired? What, uh, what are you talking about with each other and your loved ones? Oh, man. Uh, great question. My wife and I just wrapped up 100 Foot Wave. And we, we really like documentaries, and that was a documentary we evangelized to all of our friends as being just totally <laughs> Everyone watched it. Did. Yeah. It's funny. I was going to mention it, too. <laughs> uh, it is, it's just the perfect combination to me of an eccentric and a story that's that you just wouldn't believe if it weren't if it weren't so visual, like it's a crazy person, but also these giant waves on film. That is a, that's a great combination to me. And uh, all the peripheral characters involved are really interesting and different. I found myself really caring about them uh, in totally different ways and really feeling pain for them when they were in pain. Like I, I, I was totally invested in their story and I'm excited for the second season. So yeah, that would be mine. I just started Bored to Death, uh, which I'd never (laughs) watched before. Um, But I'm uh, I I lived in New York for 15 years, and 11 of those were in in Brooklyn. And so it's it it's like about a New York that was the New York I lived in. And uh, as a fancy coastal white guy, I know that it's like a little unfair how many shows are are targeted right in the numbers for a person (laughs) like me. But like this one is like almost comically like perfectly <laughs> in my cultural wheelhouse and I've just been uh, enjoying the heck out of it. it um, it's a, it's a key show in the Ted Danson uh, Renaissance, early Ted Danson. Totally. Renaissance, oh, yeah. How many you know, Renaissances shows? does one guy yeah, need, know. you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, and I guess I would say for someone who works in TV and does a podcast about TV, I have, since I got my criterion channel subscription, I have, been watching far more movies than TV shows. It's embarrassing to say, nice. but I will say two great, two great uh, things I revisited recently that are really worth revisiting are the taking of Pelham one, two, three, which you could just watch so endlessly good. and Manhunter, um, which I feel like just got like swallowed up by silence of the lambs and sort of forgotten, but Oh my God, yeah. what a, what a great film. So if anyone out there had, has either never seen those or hasn't seen them in a while. Those were two of my Criterion watches this week. And the Criterion Network in general, like such a great value. Like, oh yeah, everyone should have it. Every everyone should have it. It's I'm obsessed. Yeah. How about you, uh, Ben? (laughs) Do you have a a show that that's taken up your your mental landscape right now? Oh, uh, I read books. Oh yeah. (laughs) Yeah, no, he doesn't even have a TV. <laughs> I'm I'm rewatching Succession in anticipation of the new season. Uh, I'm nice. rewatching Sex Education in anticipation of the new season, which is out, but I have to start. Um, I'm only rewatching stuff. So I just watched Detroiters for the first time. Oh man, I've only oh, heard man, great things. The best. Wow, it is bonkers. It's so funny. It's all of the like nascent Tim Robinson that you get from I think you should leave. Uh, but like jammed into this sitcom premise and Sam Richardson <laughs> is amazing as always. And Sam a bunch had, of dead pilots. Had, yes. Yeah. yeah. Oh, cool. We haven't had That's Tim. Great. We got to get Tim Robinson on the show. Really oh, he would never have us. Um, <laughs> guys, this was so much fun. Thank you. Greatest generation for talking to us. Thank you. Dead pilot society for talking to us. I think I see a Zeppelin tent down at the other end of the block party. So I'm going to make my way is that down John there. Hodgman. I'll race you there. <laughs> <laughs> thanks guys thank you thanks bye